and welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself $1,000 every single hour during this program. We'll do it at 10 after every hour. We also have a pair of Foo Fighters tickets for their show July 25th out of Blossom. Now, we are doing an internet pre-seal, I believe, which extends today via our station's Facebook page. You can also pick them up there if you do not win them. We'll pass those out at 7.30 this morning. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you need on those. You know, I said this yesterday that this happens at this radio station more than any other radio station I've ever worked at where people need to know what the phone number is. And I always maintain that it's not because it's not associated with the frequency of the radio station. I think if it was 243-1069, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, people get confused. You know what I mean? But it's but, but this goes back. This is Dude, that's, it speaks to like how long this station's been here is that it goes back to a former era of like radio where it was like spell rock out with the phone number and they'll think it's cool. You got to touch the touch tones right there. Okay? And, now, that sounds antiquated today, but when they did it, I'm sure it was like, that's cool. That was par for the course. Exactly. I mean, whether it was cool or not is very debatable, but like that's what they did. Okay, yes. That's what I was trying to say it a little bit. A little bit nicer than that. How are you this morning, Phantom? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, not to say that I'm happy that it's November because, man, oh man, where did 2017 go? Uh, but I'm kind of happy that Halloween's over and, like, the, what do I want to say? <laughs> it's the, not oh, quite over. The, well, the overindulgence of it should be in, like, the, oh, my gosh, here's my pictures. Or here's me and doing the kids and the trick-or-treating. And it just, it, it does. It, I, I feel like Halloween, for some reason, is the most exhausting of all the holidays. Really? People, people just put so much, like, I don't know. Oh, like Christmas is way more exhausting. Uh, to me, I feel different. Different. I do. I feel like Christmas is something that I want to be a part of. Halloween is just people trying to be children, I feel like. People just trying to, like, be kids. Well, that is true. That is what Halloween is. But you don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure there's anything wrong with trying to stay youthful. Um, no, but when it comes at the expense of, like, y- you looking like an adult on social media and acting like a human and, like, I don't know, there's just something. The ab- news is what gets me. There's it's just something like, about it that's tiring. Why me. is Holly Strano dressed up as Wonder Woman? Like, dude, like, when you think about some of the subjects they have to. Now, like, back in the day, like, news can break now while they're live on the air. Oh, yeah, you can and know more we, about it than, than they can Before the they'll know about it. Right. So it's like, I, I don't, like, when I saw that yesterday afternoon, it's like, why are the news people, like, maybe it's probably time, maybe we don't do this anymore. I, I can see that. I understand the news isn't going to be all serious all the time, especially local news and things like that. But you're right. Like, if you're dressed up like, you know, like the cast from Stranger Things, and all of a sudden it's like terrorist attack in New York City. Right. How are you Eight people to, die. How are you supposed to handle that? Like, what are you supposed to do in that moment? Like, no, I'm dressed up like Charlie Brown. Sorry, I can't do that. I right would now. imagine it's you go to break and then you put a suit on, come back and handle it. But I, I, I think maybe it might be time now, because we can get news before the news gets it, that maybe we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got a point there. It was one thing when it was like, hey, the goofy weather dude is going to dress up like, you know, Dracula for, for and that's, that's one somebody thing. that's on the screen, like, right, like, like, not like permanently, right? Even the sports guy is like, hey, I'm a Buckeyes player or whatever. That's fine. But you're right. The dudes at the anchor desk, the dudes that are sitting there, like, somewhat trying to give you that like, I have facts, to respect today. Right, right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, maybe you don't do that. No, that's a fair point. Uh, today, also, the day after Halloween, and I guess really since this weekend was a lot of Halloween parties, too, but the day after Halloween, that's usually, like, one of the sluttiest times on social media where you go on someone, like, you go on Facebook, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you wore that out. Like, I cannot believe that. I didn't see as much of that this year. Really? No, I really didn't. I, I honestly think the, the, the sexual harassment awakening that's happening in this okay. country may have suppressed slutty costumes. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. It's, I really you know, do. I, I, 
it's a counterpoint to it, I guess. Because last year, like when I looked through like the memories, it's like, oh my god, yeah, look at you. You're like everybody's like half dressed. And this year, I really think that that might have something to do with it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking it. So the Browns yesterday, yeah. though, they were going to make a trade for AJ McCarron, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. And apparently, now the rumor is that they were celebrating the trade and that they didn't file the paperwork in time. Now I'm hearing now that that story's false, and that. It was Cincinnati that sent the paperwork in, but it was only signed by the one team. And so the paperwork got botched. And I don't know how much more you need to see before you realize that maybe Hugh Jackson's not the problem. Like, everybody's been like, fire Hugh, fire Hugh, fire Hugh. And I've been like, well, he wanted Wentz, wanted Watson, wanted Garoppolo. Now, I'm not wild about A.J. McCarron, but when you got what's going on at quarterback for us right now, I'm not sure you don't explore other things. And I, we're going to get into this more at 7.30, but like, I, one of the things people are going to knock the Browns for today is you were going to give up a second and a third for A.J. McCarron, and Jimmy Garoppolo went for a second. Well, the difference there, though, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get traded in division. You're always going to pay more to a team if you're going to go get a quarterback from a team that's in your division. So yeah, if Bill if Bill Belichick was trading Garoppolo to the Jets, he was probably going to get a bigger haul than what he got. He was didn't probably care about what, what was going on over there. I think that those I think he and Brady are probably done together, and I, I that's why the price was higher. Now I think the price was too high for AJ McCarron, but that's why it was higher than Garoppolo's because because you're talking about a quarterback leaving and staying in the division. That's why the price was going to be higher. But what a mess that thing is. I mean, what a terrible and utter mess. Yeah, we can get caught up on the nuances and the details. Don't get me wrong, it's important. But at the same time, you've got another dumpster fire on your hands. Like, once again, you couldn't get something done. Whether it's winning games, acquiring talents, you know, draft picks, whatever it is, you can't get it done. So the more I'm, the more I'm starting to see about this front office, I think Hugh Jackson should have more control, not less. I think you should have more control. You're getting a shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program, and your first opportunity is happening right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for EWRQK.com. I'm going to pass out these Foo Fighters tickets at 7.30. If you're not lucky enough to score those, you can take part of our internet pre-sale. That's at the Facebook page. So, we thought Halloween was over, but we found a couple of stats <laughs> during the break that last year, not this not this year, but last year, Americans spent $350 million on costumes for their pets. Like, I just saw, like, all right, I know this girl, and we're friends, right? And she's one of these people who, like, loves her dog a little too much. Now, I'm a dog person. Total dog person, right? But she's one of these people where her dog's, like, her whole life, right? And so she dressed this dog up. I don't even know what the costume is. But there he is on her Instagram page looking miserable. Now, she thinks he looks cute because it's her animal, right? Oh, my God. Look how cute my dog is. Oh, my God. But it's like if you look at the look on his face, he's miserable. Hates his life. (laughs) What's yeah. take a header, dude. Why do you people it. think your your animals want to be dressed up like that? They don't. I, they do not. They do not. And and I, I would just like to point out, as we sit here, 2017, 
Uh, what has it been? Ten years of people saying, oh, the economy, it's so bad. The well, economy, it's awful. I can't get a job. Not right now. Because the economy. The economy's pretty good. Well, obviously it is. If you're spending $350 goddamn million dollars on pets costumes. They, uh, say, they say consumer confidence has never been higher. Well, I, 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 obviously last year it wasn't doing that bad either <laughs> as we spent $350 million on costumes That's for nuts. animals. That's nuts. Three hundred fifty million. That's crazy. That's a lot of friggin' money. I don't. I. I don't understand that. I'm sorry. As a dog person, now look. If I had a dog, like, am I gonna stop my girlfriend from dressing the dog up? No, because I don't want that argument right. in my house. So I understand how this happens sex, in your right? house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I'm probably just gonna like suffer in silence the way most dudes did. But like I would never dress my dog up. My my girlfriend will always like float the idea of dressing the cats up, and not even for Halloween. Sometimes she's just like, "Oh my gosh, we should put the cats in costumes." And I always tell her, "I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna break up with you over this, but I do not approve. Like, you can do what you want. Like, they're your cats. You do whatever the hell you want so with them." So what do you do? Do you sit and protest in the other room? She has not. She has not breached it yet. She has not went full throttle. I'm putting the cats in a while you're yet, home, which is shocking. It really is. Let me let me. Do how many how many pet dress up parties do you think have happened in your house while you're not there? Uh, it's quite possible more than one, but I she I'm knows guessing. she knows to have things cleaned up by the time I get home. I guess. <laughs> Man, Pantone running things with a with a firm hand. Yeah, dude, the iron fist of no pet costumes in my house. That's I don't <laughs> even I don't even want my cats. I don't even want them to have like 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 uh, collars on them because I feel like that's like obstruction. I feel like that's like you know holding them down. I feel like that's like the bonds of slavery on him. So putting him in a costume dressed up like little Bo Peep, I'm not doing yeah, it. Dude. I don't get it. Not doing it. I don't get it. If somebody said to me, like, Americans spent $350 million on their kids' costumes, I'd be like, okay, it's still a lot of money. Billions on the kids' costumes. I'll guarantee it. I'll guarantee it. I don't see, know what the number is, but I will guarantee it. See if you can you find me it. that number. See, I want, I'm want. i interested to find that out. You think it's billions of dollars? Oh, God, I bet, right? I mean, how many kids are in America? Total oh. Halloween spending, $6.9 That's total. Halloween candy, two point one billion. Yeah, there's where that's where a lot of the money is. Spending on animals. Well, it's a three to one rate where we spend on kids' costumes okay, versus that's animals. Fair. So three times three hundred and fifty million, so we're sitting at right over a billion there. So yeah, I mean a billion dollars in costumes. Unbelievable. Dude, being a parent is a racket. Like, like, oh. dude, like, <laughs> like I I mean, dude, you just like selling parents things for their kids i mean that's the business i should be in now you and i will be like man i don't know how we're putting this together dude we're not getting paid enough money we don't have enough money for this don't have enough money for that but we don't have kids dude and i genuinely like uh, you know, i don't know how you people are doing I, it. I don't know either i mean there's me and my girlfriend and we both make a decent salary and we like don't have children and you'd think it was just money no, flowing in but no it's like dude there's people out there who make less money than the both of us and still have three kids and have three kids right and, and are, are feeding them Doing all this I mean, stuff. dude, oh. I got me. Ugh. I don't even have a girlfriend that, like, I people ask me all the time, how come you don't have a girlfriend? Well, because, you know, I go to bed at 7.30 during the week, and then on Friday, sorry, got to go back to work again, and so they always ask me this. Let me get this straight. You're popular enough to where everybody stops at the table when you do take me out to dinner to talk to you for 10 minutes, but you're not popular enough not to have to work on Friday night to stay home with me. And so, like, yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know how people are doing it. I'm me. I got two jobs, and every month I'm like, I don't oh, know how the hell I'm doing bitch. this. How am I doing this? I say it all the time when I'm in the grocery store. Like, I watch, like, Moms pushing carts around with like two, like my, like I think about you, like you and me. We both had brothers, right? Around the same age. Imagine feeding two teenage boys. 
with food costs today. I don't know how you people are doing. No wonder you love Halloween. Your kids are going asking for food Free from calories, somebody else. Right. Finally. No wonder you're willing to pay for a costume. So I, I, I got some Halloween rage here. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 not mine. All right. But, uh, but from, from Facebook, a guy I don't even know. But he says, I'm disgusted. This society is screwed, man. And apparently he's all pissed because somebody was driving their 13-year-old child door-to-door to go treat and he's convinced now that that's the thing that means this country is going to hell. This and is it. This is the thing that's a step too far for this country. I will ne- dude. It never ceases to amaze me how fast people are willing to sell out the country. Yeah, it's over. It's over. We as a country have 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 persevered through multiple world wars, through a, an enormous terrorist attack, through goddamn slavery. And this, the guy <laughs> driving his kid around, that's the line too far from him. Although we were talking yesterday that maybe teenagers shouldn't be out there trick-or-treating. And then, uh, you know what I mean? If you're going to drive your kid door-to-door, that is a little lazy. Um, A little lazy? What neighborhood do you live in? What's the weather like? What's a, It's not necessarily right. like, you know what I mean? I mean, if you're driving... If you, if you dri- I, mean, did I mean, didn't you go out during the snow during Halloween? I mean, I didn't. I wasn't allowed, but uh, like... Well, l- luckily, you know, uh, you know, nowadays, snow isn't that much of a problem here in, in, on Halloween. But, yeah, I, I mean, I did. But at the same time, I was in, like, a safe neighborhood. Now, if you're out in the, in the middle of the sticks and you've got, you know... How much space in between each house? Like my girlfriend, where she's from, dude. Like down in Amish country, there's literally like acres between houses. Yeah, no, you just ride the hayride to the neighbor's house to get the candy. That's exactly what happens there. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on, the Sansbury Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you. WRQK.com. Stick around. 7 o'clock, going to be a big hour. 7.10, you get hooked up with $1,000. And then also 7.30, we'll pass out those Foo Fighters tickets for their show at Blossom this uh, upcoming July. The 25th, I believe, is when that show is. Tickets go on sale officially Friday morning, 10 a.m. However, they're already on sale at uh, our station's Facebook page. Head over there, take uh, part of that. I'm sure the early risers appreciate the fact that we're giving those away kind of early this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I paid attention to that. I know we gave them away uh, during New Church Tuesday at 9.30 yesterday. So I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll move them back a little bit. And uh, give early commuters their fair crack at some Foo Fighters tickets. I, I know a lot of people want to be going to that show. I'm a big fan myself. So I had made a prediction that I felt like Colin Kaepernick would be on an NFL roster in week nine. Here we are heading into week nine. And I guess this would technically make me wrong because of where we sit in this week. But his lawyer was on with Adam Carolla yesterday saying it looks like 10 days and he'll be signed. Giving us no indication as to where from what I'm reading. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, well, what is this based on? Who is he going to be signed with? Where is this all coming from? Like, I think it's a fast way to put it to bed. Every uh, every problem that they're having with that, with the anthems and like what, what teams are saying, like, all right, this happened and we didn't get into this. But this Texans owner, did you hear about this? Where like he's all in trouble now because he said we can't let the prisoners run, you know, run the prison. Or I, I'm paraphrasing, but he used one of those things, and I feel like that's a very standard yeah, phrase in America. I, I, I agree with you. Um, at this point, though, it's just much like a million other things. It's like, dude, have some situational awareness. You know what I'm saying? Like, understand the situation that's laying in that's front of you. That's a fair request. Like, I, 
I'm not saying like, oh, dude, it's proof he's a racist. He hates right. all black people. He wants them all to hang out of trees. Nobody. I'm not no. saying that. I'm just saying like, dude, have some have some awareness. Like, if if, if you're dealing with you know, a okay, situation... okay, calm down, dude. I'm not arguing I'm with just you. Saying if you're dealing with a situation with race, like you probably don't want to invoke something like that. Yeah, I'm. Well, I, I don't know though because what's what's the take on the other side that only black people can be prisoners? Like, that's a ridiculous statement. Well, but I think it's fair to say that, you know, there's issues that are being protested by players when it comes to the judicial system in America and how it deals with race. Well, I mean, again, though, is that now it's the judicial system. I thought it was I thought it was police brutality. And that I think that's what owners are going to say is like, no matter what I say, you're going to find a way to link what I said back to what your cause is because because you want to be talking about this. I, my dad must have said that to my brother and I a million times growing up. Never once did my brother look at me and go, dude. Did dad just call us black right now? Like, that never once happened. Right? It's a very standard phrase of how people who run businesses feel about their business and the people who work for them. I, I just, as, 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 a, as somebody who's trying to avoid a headache, somebody who's trying to avoid more problems, be aware it, of what you're saying. It was not, right. I mean, I, I would have probably chose a different wording, but had he said, in, like, had he said patience and asylum, are, are you know what I mean? Are, are we having the same conversation today? I'm not sure we are, and so like that's but that's what he means. If they mean the same exact thing, I don't necessarily. Now I guess I didn't know this, but I guess he had said something about when Barack Obama had won the presidency, and I guess guys were happy about it. He said, "You got to realize there are a lot of us that, that that didn't want him to win, and they took that racially." And I'm not sure. Maybe it was. I don't know the Texans owner. Maybe he does have a little bit of this inside him. I don't know. But to me, I'm not sure that just because a guy didn't want to see Obama be president necessarily means he's racist. You know what I mean? Now, you stack these two things together, ultimately, like, multiple years apart and not much in between in those years, from what I understand. I don't know. But it felt to me like, man, this guy's being, like, crucified in the media over this, and I'm not sure this is what he meant. Situational awareness is fine, but let's not... We can't vilify a guy over what is a standard statement of what people who run businesses in America say about their businesses. And ultimately, let's not skip over the fact that he's right. You don't want the players running the league. You don't. Everybody always says to me, well, the NBA, look at the NBA. Well, the NBA has three times as many games and makes half as much money. So who's doing it right? The NFL's probably doing it right when you're talking about turning a profit. I would imagine. I don't know. I haven't seen everybody's books, but I know the NBA puts you. You're in the. You're in the arenas more often, and they make less money. They're on TV more often. You're making less money. So I think maybe what people are saying it's like, nah, dude. Let's get this thing tightened back up. Let's keep it about football, and we'll probably make more money. Now. I will tell you, I'm not sure I love what the Texans owner did, which he traded one of their offensive linemen to the Seattle Seahawks because he had expressed displeasure with what the Texans owner said. Now, I get it. You argue with your boss. You call your boss out. Maybe your boss has the right. Now, it has a guy who calls his boss out a lot. Your boss is eventually not going to be happy with it, and they're going to throw you out. I get all that. But you got a young quarterback there, dude, and I'm not sure I'm shipping out offensive linemen right now as, you know what I mean, when your young quarterback is showing promise, I'm not sure that was the best move. Do you feel like that was indicative of winning's not our top priority? Uh, I He was sending, I, do I think that was the Texans owner sending a statement to his locker room like, look, dude, shape up or ship out? Absolutely. I don't know how you could, I mean, dude, it's a left tackle. Like, that's one of the most important pieces to a young quarterback, and you just sh- you just moved him 
to a team that needed offensive line play, a Super Bowl contending team, I would imagine the Seattle Seahawks will be at least close. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, it's to me. Had that been the Browns, and if we were, if we were the Texans right now, like if I was doing this show in Houston right now, I would, I would be unhappy about what my owner did. I'd be getting his back over the statement because I feel like that was like, ah, we're getting a little sensitive here. But ultimately, like I can't trade away studs because you see differently. At the end of the day, your business, as I, I'm constantly on the players, like, dude, you got to realize you're in, you're in, you're in like a business partnership with the league and your teams. Well, the owners have to stay, they have to remember that too. And that, you know, you're in a partnership with these guys and you need the guys to win the Super Bowl. And your franchises are more profitable the more you win. I know no team loses money. Ultimately, the Browns are a dumpster fire and they turn a huge profit and it's because of the TV revenue. I get it. But the, the better you are, the more money you'll make. At least from the owner's perspective, is it a better look for me to look like I have winning as my top priority, or is it a better look for me to look like I have control of my team, control of my locker room, control of the message that's coming off? Because- I want it to look like I like winning is my top priority, and my coach has control of uh, what my players are doing. Ultimately, that's how I would want it to look. I would want a, an owner removed from it mostly. Um, you're in a very elite club. There's only a handful of billionaires out there. You're in it, and I think it does shade you to the world, and you don't totally understand. Much like how like people complain about the players. Well, they're they, you know they make twenty three million dollars a year. They don't really know about our struggle. I think as you keep going up the ladder, that keeps getting more and more true. And so, if I were an owner, I would stay. I would like to primarily stay out of this as much as I can. I don't know if the players or social media will allow you to do that anymore. I'm not sure that's even a reality today. So I didn't like the move of sending the offensive lineman away because I don't. I mean, that's did trading away good players because they disagree with you. I think that's crazy. I think there was a there was a move there was a way there for you two to come together, find common ground, and help fix this thing. But I think Kaepernick on a roster puts a lot of this to bed, and his lawyer claims ten days. It'll be interesting to see if that happens. I, don't you feel like people who are already in the boycott phase of the NFL are doubled down on it by by giving Kaepernick no, a dog? No, because I think people are are saying they're in the boycott phase. The numbers are down ultimately about ten percent. But you got to realize a year a year ago, two seasons ago, the NFL had reached its peak. It was going to drop off a little bit anyway. So let's say like five six percent of it was going to be natural drop off. So if this boycott's bringing me five percent drop in ratings, it's a big deal. It's not going to end the league big. And so ultimately, and you say this all the time, in two years, nobody's going to think about this at all. We'll be back to playing football and everything will be fine. And as a matter of fact, I tweeted this yesterday. For everybody telling me how they were going to boycott the NFL, you all sure were all over Twitter talking about trades and trade deadlines and everything else. That, That dominated social media yesterday, the NFL trade deadline. So for everybody boycotting it, it still pulls in 15.8 million viewers a week, and everybody's talking about it. So I don't know how much boycotting is really happening. I think people are just saying that and then not following true. Actually, my ex-girlfriend hit me up on Twitter last night. She goes, you know one of the things you're never talking about on the show that's true? is she's like, I think people say they're boycotting it and then go to a bar to watch it so the, so, so, like the rating doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not watching the games, if you're reading articles, and if you're watching Sports Center, and if you're you know what I mean. You're like, probably right. consuming the NFL more now than you ever did, just maybe differently. Maybe it's not games, but you're following the storylines closer than you ever have before, which is not an authentic boycott. 
a horrible tragedy took place in New York, and we'll lay it out for you next on The Stansberry Show. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the program where you're about to win yourself $1,000 here momentarily. We'll give you the next keyword. You'll text it in. You'll have more money than you had yesterday, and you'll like us just a little bit more than you did yesterday. That's kind of how that works. Yeah, it's worth it for the company. Like, man, if we could just get somebody to listen to the Stansberry Show, we'll pay them. We don't care. We just, let's find a way for them to enjoy it more. Bam! That, that'll work. Also, Foo Fighters tickets on the way here momentarily, uh, not momentarily, but shortly as well. So yesterday, I was uh, I was sitting at home, and my phone started to, like, blow up. And, uh, and I always know that I'm like, all right, something's going on. Because uh, friends of mine will be like, hey, man, make sure you see this. And I heard about this terror attack in New York where eight people uh, have died and they say at least 11 others had been injured when a man took a I believe it was a rented truck from like a box store like a yeah, Home, like a Home Depot, Depot or right? Lowe's or something like that you know you rent it for nineteen ninety nine, drive your plywood around or whatever right. the hell you got right there. and uh, I'm sure they're hating that today oh, right it's gotta be terrible I dude. mean right yeah and I dude you did nothing wrong nothing like wrong saying oh I went to Subway and had lunch <laughs> and then I went on a terrorist spree it's like dude somebody didn't do anything wrong right one, one thing has nothing to do with the other there but yeah they're gonna yeah, be all over the it. yeah they're yeah. all over the news today for they all the wrong that, reasons yeah. And the guy took the truck and drove the wrong way down a bike path, and like, and they say intentionally um, w- was you know driving people over, and then struck a, I, I believe a bus with the truck, yeah. got out of it, was waving um, imitation guns, they claim, and uh, was shot in the stomach, and then taken a- and had been detained. Um, still alive, I guess. Getting medical, you know, uh, is in the hospital right now. Well, yeah. If you get shot in the abdomen, I think you can live like three days with a gunshot wound. At least according to Pulp Fiction, or not Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. I mean, you totally can. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, yes. No, I, they I, say it is a slow I've, way to die. I've, I've heard that too. Um, uh, Other than sepsis, I think is what can stop. I, I, speed that I, up. I, I guess part of the thing that doesn't make sense to me, or like at least it makes me kind of scratch my head, is like, why did you have fake guns? Like, why didn't you have real guns? There? If you're gonna right, right, that, that is that that was perplexing to me too. It's like, well, I mean, if, if your motive was to kill people mm-hmm. and to Obviously was and to induce a lot of panic, which you did. You would think then, yes, when when you exit the vehicle, you would want to be able to continue that, or at least uh, maybe if you, I don't. Normally, they're not trying to get away, right. but like if that was your plan, like you would think, yeah, live ammunition would have been better. I'm just thankful he didn't have it. You very much, very so. much. I mean, you know what I mean? It, I, I would rather have it go this way. If your end game was truly suicide by cop, then yes, you can use a fake gun, and that's going to end up probably get you the same thing. Yeah. Right, but at the but this wasn't his end goal. His end goal was death, destruction, and panic, and it just. I, to me, when I heard, "Well, you had a paintball gun," I was like, "What? I, what on earth?" Like that just—it was just a bizarre turn in there. So every time something major happens in the country, Fantone always says to me during the break, "Watch now as local news bends over backwards to build the oh, Ohio yeah. connection." Oh, and it turns yeah. out there was a serious Ohio connection. Okay. This guy had a business um, uh, that he registered in Cincinnati, and then also lived here locally in Cuyahoga Falls. Although I believe the uh, the, the the address was actually in Stowe. Okay, well, WKYC and Fox 8, I'm sure, just licking their chops over that one. Dude. Well, they already found the neighbor. Okay. All they right. already found All the right. neighbor, They've and the it. neighbor said, look, man, he was just a regular dude. Like, I'm completely shocked by this. He said, I met him through the neighborhood, and I always say about people, it's like, it, whether it be a stranger who lives next to you or your best friend, you don't really know, you know about people. You, don't. you know what I mean? So I, people will 
always shock you, which I guess should really mean that they should never shock you. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when <laughs> you it's come I mean? to be expected. Um, now, that does not to say that every neighbor you have is going to turn out to be a terrorist, but at the very least, yeah, you're right, where it's, you know, we all have this, like, well, of course, no, I know that guy. It's like, well, you really don't, though. So the president then responded and said, my thoughts, condolences, and prayers to the victims and families of the New York City terrorist attack. God and your country are with you. And I was like, you know what? There's a really good tweet by Donald Trump. Good. As a, as a guy who constantly gets raked over the coals for like his missteps and his tweeting, I felt like that one was pretty damn good. Right yeah, down the but, middle of what I want a president to do that. Yeah, I mean like that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, I, liked it. I expect my football team to get first downs. I expect my president to, you know, to be able to like comfort <laughs> the nation in a time like there that. There was a little bit of me yesterday where I was like, whoo, like I can't believe he got it right. right. Like there right. Was, I I'm I'm just being honest. There was a little bit of me who was like, I can't believe he got it right. Now some people are taking issue with the fact that he then went on to say you know, we must not allow ISIS to return or enter our country after defeat. And a lot of people are saying, look, this is not the time to do this. And I would say, well, maybe it is, though. Because, you know, in interest, I got yelled at yesterday for being anti-Trump, so I'm going to get his back here. As a guy who leans left, every time there was a gun tragedy in America, Barack Obama got his PR machine ramped right up on it. And so if it was time to do that, then maybe it's time to have this conversation right now, too. Let's be fair about it, In, at in least. your opinion, is it or is it not time to have conversations immediately after I'd a give it a day. I wouldn't talk about it. Really? I wouldn't. I Why? would give it a day. Well, I, I don't know. Some situations I think are, you know, deserve respect of the day. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't have the conversation. No. Though. Well, I don't and, know if we're having the conversation well, though. And it's not like it's not like I'm running up to the parent of one of these victims and saying like, "Hey, what do you think about terrorism? Should there be should they be allowed in here?" But well, like, that's no, fair. But you but you have the conversation, and I I think I just don't know if this is having the conversation. I know like a lot of people you know take issue when people politicize events like this, but like let's not dude. The world's political. That's what drives this. Politics is what drove us to this event yesterday. I would imagine politicizing it and like trying to scorch political points is one thing, but I expect the president and elected officials up and down the ballot there to step up in moments of great you know, tragedy or, or, or peril in the country and to be the leaders that we elected them to be. So no, like even when it comes to guns, when it comes to whatever, talk about it. I have no problem. With what, that. Given that I've known what the president's take on, on, on this area of the world is and, and what their and, and what their religion brings to you know other nations and stuff, what he fears from them, I expected those tweets to be worse i really did i expected it to be like oh my god now i gotta go in there and tell people he said this and honestly i thought he handled it very very well for a guy that did not vote for him i felt like he handled that yesterday for a guy who missed steps in his tweets a lot i feel like he nailed those Fair. and i was actually pretty happy with it we're getting you guys hooked up with a thousand dollars every hour your next opportunities right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword bills to 202 rock 1069 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have Foo Fighters tickets. Here in a little while, we'll pass those out. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need on those. I have been a Hugh Jackson supporter since hiring of Hugh Jackson, through last season, through most of this season. And I've said a couple of times this season that if you want to maybe fire him after this year, if he doesn't win a game, I guess maybe I can't totally argue that, right? I would want to, but I can't totally argue it. But after what we saw yesterday out of the Cleveland Browns, which if you're just waking up, maybe you haven't seen this yet. Maybe if you were, well, not paying attention yesterday afternoon. They were going to make a trade 
with the Cincinnati Bengals to acquire A.J. McCarron. Now, that didn't really make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I'm not sure A.J. McCarron's going to be the guy that's going to steer the ship in the right direction. Now, should be pointed out, Hugh Jackson had A.J. McCarron in Cincinnati. So he's had a a front-row seat for him, and maybe he sees something there that the rest of us haven't had a chance to see yet. Well, and I don't necessarily think that just because they were going to make a trade for A.J. McCarron means that they were 100% all-in on him being the quarterback of the future. As far as I know, I think he's only got this is his final year of his contract so he could walk away a free agent essentially after eight weeks of playing for the Browns um but to me it, it's not so much as because I don't think AJ McCarron is the quarterback of the future either I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL um but does he put you in a better position to win now does he give you a better yes. opportunity so at that point I understand why Hugh Jackson needs that because honestly when it comes to he's trying to save his job and, and and whether he should or should not continue to be the coach of the Cleveland Browns you are what your record says you are but I understand he's been hamstrung plenty of times across this and if I'm Jimmy Haslam I look at Hugh Jackson and I say if you win two games out of these next eight, you can keep your job. If you have, if you if you win one game out of these next eight, I'll think about it. And if you win zero, you're gone. That's fair. I feel like that's like okay. It's not crazy, uh, right? I think they probably. I think Jimmy probably keeps him no matter what. I do. Like I, I'm starting to think that. Uh, dude, I think Jimmy may be figuring out like, oh my god, what I did to this front office wasn't great. So so you keep. Hugh Jackson. Yes. All right, so we're keeping Hugh Jackson I would. as the as the head coach, and you bring in a new a new a new front office next year. What if your front office is like, no, 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 bro, this isn't our guy. This isn't who we well, want. Well, that is a problem. You do have to think about that. That that's you, you can't just wipe that to the side because you're absolutely right. That is a problem. But again, Hugh wanted Carson Wentz, and so do you, Cleveland Browns fans. Well, now at least you do. He wanted him. They said no. He wanted Deshaun Watson. Now, and again, I said last year, I'm like, dude, Watson's the kid in the draft. Like, he's the guy for sure. Even Dabo Sweeney said, don't bet, dude. This guy's the Michael Jordan of football. Don't pass on him. Nobody works harder than Deshaun. Nobody will put the work in. Nobody wants to be great better than more than this kid. Now, that's what a college coach is going to say. Right. But Brian Kelly, what did he say about Deshaun Kaiser? He ain't ready. I wouldn't take him. Basically said, he ain't ready. Too immature. Can't handle it yet. And sure enough, he's younger than the guys coming out next year, so of course that's going to be true. So I'm not going to throw the coach out who spotted... Oh, he also wanted Garoppolo, by the way, and the team said no again. So I'm not throwing the coach out that has spotted now four quarterbacks you wish you had. I'm not throwing him out. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess with all these quarterbacks, it's these. none of these guys are certain things. I mean, you can point to you know Garoppolo and say, well, look at other guys who left New England and how much they fell off and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of credit to that argument. When you're drafting guys, you have, you know, you're still guessing. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, you can put the research in. You can do the homework. You can do a million interviews, but at the end of the day, you don't necessarily know how I think, dude. My gut, t- I, my gut is I think Garoppolo is going to do pretty well in San Francisco, though. With Kyle Shanahan, I think they'll find a way to make that work. Uh, same with this kid from Cincinnati. You don't necessarily know. Well, is he going to end up being anything or not? But the most frustrating thing about all this is, is you, 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 you left you, your bat on the shoulder. Right, exactly. You haven't taken that swing, and like it, that's that's no. You took a swing. You just took it on a second rounder for a kid that's younger than the guys coming out next year, whose college coach told you he wasn't ready. Well, and I still think Deshaun Kaiser was a good pick in the second round as a team that doesn't have a quarterback. I'm Me not too. like I'm not like oh, dude, Deshaun Kaiser sucks. That's why the entire Browns organization no, there, is terrible. There may be value there, but, but you know at this point that you are going to have to look at other options at quarterback. Why not take a swing at one of these options? I mean, you're not going to. 
going to get all four of these guys. Of course not. But one of these guys, in addition to the team, at least you can say then, hey, it didn't work out, but we tried. I it, still, it, it, we, we gave it a shot. I still maintain that, that the Browns would not look like the Philadelphia Eagles right now with Carson Wentz. You'd look no. more like the Detroit Lions, and I think I'm 100% right about that. But you would at least be better than you sit today. And again, I think Watson's pretty much the same thing. That roster Watson got is amazing. I mean, it's loaded with stars on both sides of the ball. I don't even think you look like the Detroit Lions. I think you probably look like a team that's won one or two games with any of those quarterbacks that you put in here. But at least you're not sitting at zero. At right. least you have some sort Not of, for two seasons. Right. You're, you, 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 I don't think it puts you in the middle of the NFL pack. I think it talks you. It moves you up from the literal basement of the NFL. And which is where awesome. you are. Which is the only victory you can look for. San Francisco has the same record as we do, but let's be honest. Do you really think San Francisco is going to be as bad as they are this year? Like next year? You really think they're going to be that bad next year? I don't. I really don't. Um, it seems like you know some of their draft picks they picked this year on defense are playing all right. Now they got a quarterback. They got a really young, good coach who, by the way, we had in our in our building. Didn't want to be here because he was like this place. Nobody knows what they're doing, and everybody blasted Shanahan every, for wanting out. You all blasted him. He was like, "This thing's a mess," and you got traitor. All this stuff. He was called all these awful names, and meanwhile, dude, here we are, a mess. And he was right. Now all those things existed prior to Sashi Brown, correct? Oh yeah, all, I mean all this, that dysfunction. So it, it, I guess, and that's another big part of this. We can get pissed off at the front office all we want and say Sashi Brown and the baseball guy don't know what they're doing. They and that don't. May, well, that might be fair, but uh, point to me when the Browns did know what they were doing. Point to me of like you know. I, I, I can't. I can't hold. Well, I mean, I guess you have to hold them accountable there. Of like, well, I mean, point? well, I don't know what to do because the ownership's switched now. Right. We switched the ownership. Right. We switched the front office. We switched the players. We switched cities. We've done all the things. I don't know what more you got to do. I, I I don't know what you have to do. Now, people were really upset with the trade. Like, well, I'm almost happy it didn't go through. They were going to give up a second and a third for AJ McCarron, and Garoppolo only only went for a second. Yeah, it's because Garoppolo got traded from the AFC to the NFC, not from a team in your division. If Bill Belichick was sending Garoppolo to the Jets, believe me, he would have got an entire year's worth of draft picks to do that. And, I mean, we're really getting into kind of a dumb place as fans if we're worried about second, third, fourth round picks. Look at the second, third, fourth round picks the Browns have made over the past year, past five years, past 15 years, since they've come back since 99, and none of those second, third, fourth round picks counted for anything. None of those guys turned in anything. There's no further you know, development of the team because of, oh, well, we have 15 picks in next year's draft. We're going to get better. No, you're not, dude. No, you're not. So to say that, like, oh, that third round draft pick was way too much to ask, it's like, no, not at all. Like, I, I think the number 60% of first round draft picks bust out. So what do you think the percentage of third rounders is? You can make the argument maybe lower because they're probably going to be more trench players. What, what's what's the percentage of Browns players? That's what I want to know was how many of the guys that we have drafted in the NFL draft since 1999, how many of those dudes had a real like viable NFL career? I'm just telling you right now what happens if you fire Hugh Jackson. You want to know? I'm going to tell you. He probably gets picked up by the Minnesota Vikings with Mike Zimmer, who they coached together before in Cincinnati. Probably becomes the offensive coordinator there, helps them win a Super Bowl, gets another opportunity at a head coaching job, and turns a franchise around. You know, kind of how, like, Bill Belichick did it when you threw him out of here, too. It's just, dude, everybody, dude, every guy watching sports is always a coach killer. You're always like, get, get rid of the coach. Now, I would agree, there's been some clock management issues. 
So if you want to tell me you want to bring in an off like an official offensive coordinator and let Hugh kind of like run the team outside of that, it's a legitimate argument, and I would have to li- I would have to hear you out. But the guy saw Wentz coming down the line. He saw Watson coming down the line. He wanted to make a move for Garoppolo. As a matter of fact, the daughter yesterday responded to reports saying, well, pff, they're not even working the phones. The paperwork couldn't get filed in time. Are you kidding me? Now, Grossi was like reporting that they were celebrating the trade and they didn't send in the paperwork, which I don't know, dude. The more I listen to Grossi lately... I think what you're seeing there is maybe a guy that who knows he's kind of on the tail end, like the back nine of the career, and he's just starting to give in a little. Well, I, think, I really do. I think you're seeing it across the board when it comes to Cleveland talking sports heads in the sense of Tony Grossi, Tony Rizzo, Ken Carmen, a million different things that cover the Browns like uh, that have now just been like, enough. Enough. No, I'm saying I think Tony's kind of like over the career of oh, okay, doing it, okay. and he's it, it, that's why you're seeing a little looseness with that tweet because that's a honestly for a guy who gets paid to cover sports, that's a little. I don't want to call it irresponsible because that sounds like I'm trying to be mean to Grossi, but it is a little irresponsible. If it's true, if it's not true, I was told, or at least I'm reading from multiple NFL accounts that say that story's 100% made up. But again, where's that quote coming from? The, the front office, what are they going to say? Yeah, dude, we were high-fiving and we didn't fax it. I mean, this is the team where last year a quarterback for the team was dressed up in costume to to hide that he was going out. So, no, to think that, like, hey, this is outside of the realm of possibilities with the Cleveland Browns, hell no, it's not. Anything's possible with the Browns, right? Paperwork didn't get done in time, dude. Paperwork. A clerical error. Right. And I was told that these guys were so, like, Elite and smart, right? Isn't that why we got them? Because the, because they're the analytics really smart guys, and they couldn't get the paperwork done in time. I'm sorry, guys. It's dude. Not everything can be done on analytics. Some of this stuff is being able to eyeball test human beings, look at them, and evaluate men being able to push other men around. I don't know if that comes down to numbers on a piece of paper. I don't think it does. Whether it's analytics or eyeball tests or whatever, there are numbers on a piece of paper, and it says deadline Tuesday, Tuesday, October 31st at 5 p.m., and if you can't read that, I don't care what system you're running. It doesn't matter. Didn't get the paperwork in on time. What a joke. They're hilarious. Hey, guys, remember remember when you wanted to be yanked off the radio for being negative, telling you that they weren't going to win six games? Remember that? Remember it was going to be six games. Oh, Stansbury, you're so negative. You're so negative. You just hate on everything. No, I'm the guy who's realistic is the word you're looking for, by the way, Canton. Realistic is the word. I tried to tell you. You don't use six quarterbacks last year and win six games this year. I can't believe I can't get anybody else on that. But I will admit, I'm almost happy we didn't end up with AJ McCarron because I think it's more of the same. I think it's more meh. Oh, it's. I think it's more. Not, yeah, he's not Brett Favre. He's not coming in here to like save save the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I think I, he was looking for a guy who knows his offense, who said, "Dude, just give me these six plays, and maybe we'll, maybe we get something done here." Get the bat off your shoulder, swing it, guys. Get it, get him. Who cares? He's like, he's not gonna do any worse than Kevin Hogan, right? I mean, oh my god. Oh my god. The whole thing's a disaster. It's awesome. We'll pass out these Foo Fighters tickets next on The Stansberry Show. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9, we have Foo Fighters tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is how you get your way into those. 
So uh, people were reaching out to me during the break as we were talking about the Browns front office and like what a disaster that is. And uh, apparently I'm being told about an internet rumor going around right now that says Manning put in, this would be Peyton Manning here, put in a bid to buy Ray Farmer's house in Strongsville on a condition. They're ready to move in two weeks. I, I don't, first of all, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Okay. Um, I believe if that was going to happen, I don't know if this is the guy who would who would break this. Because some guy who listens to us just sent me a tweet from some dude in Strongsville whose account is at Doogie Howser 03. Okay. Wow. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure Duke knows. <laughs> I'm not sure he knows. And I'll be honest with you, though, but that's probably what's going to happen, right? Right now, as Peyton Manning's past sexual assault cases popping up because everybody's going through the country and be like, that guy's a pig, that guy's a pig, that guy's a pig, and all that stuff's happening. Like, Peyton Manning had, like, this awful thing that happened back in the day, and it was back back, back when you could kind of, like, pay to make stuff go away. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was in Tennessee at the time, and I guess there was a female. This was college, right? Yeah, it was a female athletic trainer uh, taping his ankle or doing something, and I guess him and her had had problems in the past, and, you know, they had issues or whatever, and he reportedly uh, pulled down his pants to moon her, but essentially when he, like, mooned, like, he put his entire butt in her face and, you know, it's not a good thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's, that's not a positive thing. It's something I wouldn't want my son to do. Y- yesterday, um, the tape from him testifying yeah, I was going to say, it's all over what, the internet. That's what came out yesterday. This story's been around for a Forever. while, but it's just been one of those things but that... But now, in the, in the light of, like, Harvey Weinstein and some of these other guys in Hollywood, I'm telling you, this is, I, I said, you watch the fallout from, like, this kind of stuff and the Me Too campaign and all that stuff, it's going to affect every industry there is. And so, of course, this is what's going to happen. We're going to land Peyton Manning, this whole thing's going to blow up, and then now he's going to have to step away from um, and, and we're gonna be, and then I'll be, I'll be talking to my buddy, and he'll be like, "They're bad again, dude." Um, I'm gonna disagree. I think Peyton Manning, regardless of what's going on with his butt and, and what he did with it, um, he wants nothing to do with the Cleveland Browns dumpster fire. The dude has plenty of money. I don't know how much money Jimmy Haslam would have to throw at him, but it would have to be a ton. Ah, dude, and it wouldn't be happening. Right you now. never, you never weigh in the ego factor, dude. You know, you always just throw that to the side, and I think it's a, a big motivating factor with these guys. What's what's going to what's more likely to happen is you turn the entire thing around and you get a boost in your Again, ego and all the that's same- logic, not ego. Ego will tell you that you you are the guy that can do this. That's why it's called ego. That's why it's not called logic. They're separate words because it's a separate thing. Ego tells you that you're the smart enough football guy to get it done. And I, I, I said this before. This is a way I think Peyton Manning is going to try to compete and do something football-related that Tom Brady will and cannot do. Why doesn't he go to a team with a better option? I mean, he'd be able to go wherever he wanted. Okay, if well, uh, you think so? I mean, I think it's at the very least there's, there's, there's enough bad teams probably. It's unquestionable that there are better opportunities in the Cleveland Browns. Unquestionable. Yeah, the Tennessee Titans would probably want to talk to him, and that would probably be a better job given the fact that although it lo- it's starting to look like I was maybe right a little bit about Marcus Mariota too, like we we maybe have been sold a bag of goods down there. Not sure yet, but he's been a little underwhelming. I mean, dude, he couldn't even score a touchdown against us. I mean, th- th- we may it may be time to be given up on the Mariota thing. Two years in, 
Three? Three? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's so... The vast it's, majority of it's been, he's been injured. Yeah, he's been... Like. Well, and again, that was my big knock on him, is that the kid can never say on the field. Regardless, dude, Peyton Manning is not buying Ray Farmer's house. That alone is enough to show you that, like, no, that's not true. You think that it's going to be a term and condition of me working here is that I have to have Ray Farmer's house in Strongsville? Yeah, I... I, I well, again, I don't think at Doogie Hauser 03 is the guy who knows. Ridiculous. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm not sure if anybody does know, but that does seem very Browns. Hey, let's hire this guy. Oh, by the way, here's this sexual assault case. That's, you know, everybody's taking all these dudes down. <laughs> oh, and then he has to be removed. That is the most Brownsy thing that could ever possibly happen with the front office. So, yeah, I could maybe see that being the thing. We have Foo Fighters tickets. Let's get you hooked up. We'll take caller 25-1-800-243-7625 on those. And I'm going to make a lot of you want to move to Japan and take a job over there. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. I want to congratulate Matt in Hartville. He won himself some uh, Foo Fighters tickets. He was pretty excited. And, uh, dude, Twitter's unhappy with me. He said, dude, I drove all the way from Lexington or all the way to Lexington to watch the Foo Fighters rock out and they canceled. Answer your phone. I said, well, dude, we did. We, we did. Matt from Hartfield won. This guy's unhappy. Sorry you didn't. Look, there's an internet There's an internet presale happening right now on our Facebook page. Go to the station's Facebook page. You can buy tickets right now. I, uh, I'm not necessarily surprised that people had to drive far away because I feel like the Foo Fighters haven't been around in a while, like in Northeast Ohio. It's been quite a while. He tells me, I spent $800 on the trip, zero refund, and you pick a guy from freaking Hartfield? Dude, why'd you spend $800 bucks to go to, to, go to Lexington? It. It's, what, two tanks of gas? And a pack of blunt wraps. <laughs> Dude, what, what were you thinking? $800, that sounds great. Now, the tickets, all right, let's say $100 apiece. $200. There was no refund on those? You should have been in three. Yeah, dude, they canceled and they don't refund? Yeah, I'm not buying it. Come on now. I'm not buying it. So a bunch of you are going to want to move to Japan, and when we give you this $1,000 here momentarily, you might be able to. Okay. But a Japanese company's doing something I think a lot of you are going to want. All right? As more and more people have quit smoking cigarettes... Yeah, my uh, me myself. I, it'll be five years coming up here in January, and I hope I make it. Fingers crossed. And I say hope because, dude, I want them every single day. I want them. Yeah, the wolf's always at the door, right there. There's always, no doubt. always. But in uh, Tokyo now, certain Japanese companies are offering non-smokers that work for the company six more vacation days, and I think that this could be good motivation to get people to quit. And I think you're going to see more and more of this. This is what companies are going to do when they want things from you. They're going to play to the human nature of being lazy. More than what you want, more than anything, is to be able to stay home. That's what money represents, is the ability to do freedom. what I want. Right? I always say, America doesn't give you freedom. Your money is what gives you freedom. People, I live in a free country. Really? You went to bed last night and set that alarm clock because of how free you are? Got it. Money's ultimately the thing that will give you freedom. But if if companies, I think this is going to be the new model. Like, okay, we want this from you. So what we're going to do is here's extra days off. And I think it's brilliant. Like, if you were working at a company today and you were smoking cigarettes, because you love time off, like, would you quit smoking cigarettes to get six more days? Would it be worth the cigarettes yeah, for you? I mean, how would it not? Especially if you consider, like, is this I'm just not smoking at work? Is this an eight-hour thing, or is this they're drug testing you throughout the No, throughout I think the what this is more about is that, no, they're, they're going to run testing on you because what they're trying to do is keep their health care costs low. And the less smokers you have on your health care plans, 
the cheaper their premiums are. Whether it's a tax cut or it's a additional money or it's additional time off, I mean, yeah, I understand the incentive there for a company of like, well, no, we don't want people, number one, the healthcare costs, and then number two, the concept of every hour, you're taking five minutes out of that hour to go smoke a cigarette, and that's a, 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 a that's probably a conservative estimate of five minutes. Like, you're going oh, out God. there for longer than that. People post that meme all the time, like, dude, I, I'm going to start smoking next year, that way I get 30 breaks a day that I don't get at my current job right now, and they're totally right right about it it's you know what kills me about this is that people want free people want health care from their employer and yet when it comes to changing your behavior that would make it less expensive for your employer to get it then you say you're infringing on my rights oh okay well i mean yeah maybe a little but ultimately they're trying to find a way to make what you need less expensive for them you got a right to you got a right to get different health care from somebody else you got a right to find another job exactly like, no that's exactly not, that's, that's not that's not your right no the company has every ability or every right imaginable to try to make that as cheap as humanly possible on them according to the world health organization 22% of japanese adults smoke i'll give it's you be higher than america oh yeah no oh. america's only 15.1% right now even that, I feel like it's kind of like fifteen percent, eh, maybe fifty. Of adults, eighteen. You, you, yeah. You're not thinking of an adult as eighteen too, because that's when a lot of people yeah. are still smoking. Maybe. Yeah. I um, it's one of those things where every time I see somebody smoking a cigarette in public now, I'm I'm stuck right in the middle between. Are you nuts? And let me hit that. Right. <laughs> I'm right. Th- I'm right there. You look like such a sleaze stack, but you also look really cool. Like, I don't know. I'm let in the me, middle there, too. Come over here. Let me sniff your jacket. I just want to, I just want to get high off the nicotine. I was hanging out with my buddy the other day, and just I, we were hanging out outside, and he reached right in his pocket, pulled one out, and lit it, and I just kept staring at him. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so good. It, it was two or three weeks ago, and I, every time I do this, I dance with the devil. I know that I'm teetering on the edge of disaster, but it was two or three weeks ago I went out of town for the weekend. Smoked cigarettes the whole weekend. Oh, oh it was fantastic, bro. Just Marlboro Menthol Light 100s. Just rip. Oh, the 100s? Oh, on yeah, top dude, of, of it? Of course. I'm not going to. If I'm going hard, I'm going hard. Like, this is oh. the time to do it. Smoking hundos. What I wouldn't give for a pack of ports in a box, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's, I, dude, I want to stop talking about it because I'm nervous I'm going to spend. I'm nervous I'm going to go to the gas station and buy them today. God, I miss that habit. Really, really bad. Let's get you people hooked up with $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 202-1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106-9-9-10 this morning. You'll get hooked up with another $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword. 910. Smart of the company, dude. Really bright. It is. I like it. Your next opportunity at Food Fighters tickets with us will be tomorrow. You know, I was telling somebody during the break. I was kind of like uh, communicating with people back and forth via social media and I was asked, you know, you ever met Dave Grohl? And actually, I have a couple of different times. And I didn't realize, but I had a very surreal experience with Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters once as they were playing CSU. And Weezer actually opened that show up. And the host of the show I was on at the time wasn't a really a big fan. And oh, Foo Fighters? Yeah, he was like, I like them, but they're not, okay. you know, they're not great. But they wanted an interview. The label wanted an interview. And so my girlfriend at the time was a huge Foo Fighters fan. So he said, well, dude, it might be funny to send your girlfriend. We'll have her do the interview, and then we'll run it. And she worked at the radio station, too. And so we go, and we're, like, backstage at CSU, and I'm now I'm sitting crisscross applesauce. Look at me using the 2017 terminology. And uh, with Dave Grohl and Taylor, who's the drummer from Foo Fighters. And Dave just, like, strummed his guitar and wouldn't answer the questions unless he sang them. 
which was kind of cool. Like, I mean, it was it was kind of one of those rock star things. You could tell he's like, dude, I've had a rough tour. I'm just gonna gonna jerk around with the local rock station. But it was honestly walking away from now. It being like 10, 15 years later. It feels like a really cool experience. Yeah, better than just some generic-ass interview where it's like, Dave, tell me about your influences. Dave, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And he just sat on the ground, and he played his guitar, and he sang all his answers. As a matter of fact, he and Taylor walked out to start the interview, and I walked up to Dave Grohl, and I said, Hey, you know, my name's Stansbury. I work here at the local rock station. And shook his hand. I said, Dude, I'm a huge fan. And he looked at Taylor and said, He means Nirvana. And like then had me like I he wouldn't continue like to start the interview until I started listing off Foo Fighters songs and then he was like all right he's like I okay. believe you now <laughs> you know what I mean like right. you, and dude like when you have power like that you can kind of jerk people around I, I mean and don't get me wrong I understand Dave Grohl has a much different role in Foo Fighters than he did in Nirvana but it's like even if I was a huge Nirvana fan it's not like I'm saying you suck bro right. it's not like I'm saying like yo f you and everything you've done. Um, I forget I, which record they were on at that point. I know uh, Dave Grohl will be in your social media today uh, because Why? last night he was on the Jimmy Kimmel show uh, dressed yeah. up as David Letterman, and the world just has a boner for, for Dave Grohl and anything he does, and it's like, oh my gosh, did you see this? And you'll see it today in your social media. Wow, I'm surprised. I mean, I know Dave and... and well, and Dave... Letterman and, and Dave Grohl are friends. Uh, David Letterman was the first TV show to put the Foo Fighters on TV. And that's uh, one of the things I always loved about Letterman is he was very early on comics and bands. Uh, David Letterman's coolness factor, like his meter for cool, was really well in tuned. Um, his booker's fantastic. I believe his booker still ed- or was Eddie Brill, who's fantastic. Um, and But I'm surprised. I mean, Kimmel's on ABC. Like so, I'm surprised ABC was like, "Yeah, bring us the CBS." You know what I mean? It's, I mean, Letterman's I mean, they're been not. I mean, he's enough. gone now. Yeah. But I, so I mean, I, you know, I'm splitting hairs there, but I am a little surprised by that. It's interesting. People love Kimmel. I don't watch it enough to really have an opinion on Jimmy. I know he's taken a lot of heat this year for speaking out about certain things he believes strongly in. And I remember saying, if Jimmy Kimmel's job was open today, you wouldn't be considered for it. So if you're allowed to spot off at the mouth, I'm not sure why Jimmy Kimmel doesn't get to. Um, it's weird that he's become like the definitive voice when it comes to public issues of like, what does Jimmy Kimmel think about gun control? What does right. Jimmy Kimmel think about immigration? What does Jimmy Kimmel think about abortion? I don't care what Jimmy Kimmel thinks. Um, but he, uh, it's just weird that anybody's still watching late night shows to me, you can see the highlights the next morning on social media. If anything worth ha- knowing happened, you're going to know the next day. So I don't know, sitting down for an hour and a half, two hours, and watching, it you must know, just be because it's on. Watching right? car karaoke to me just seems like why, no. the, why the hell would I do that? I don't get that guy's appeal at all. Now I know a lot of you are sitting there thinking, dude, your show sucks. So like, <laughs> how dare you? Like you know, you know, question James Corden, but like. You know, we all like or dislike things, and James Corden, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Dave Grohl did say, I guess, by the way, though, that that carpool karaoke was one of the most awkward things he's ever had to do, which is weird. Like, if you go watch the Foo Fighters videos throughout history, awkward's what they do. Like, that's what Dave Grohl does. Um, we played this song during New Tour Tuesday yesterday. Grew on me more yesterday. Listen to it again. Sky is a I listened to it a couple of more times yesterday afternoon at the house, and I was right. I like it more the more I hear it, but I still, it's not, I don't think it's right down the middle like a hit. Like, it's not a hit record. It's good, and I I said that I kind of, I like it because it kind of sounds like bands I like, like the Rack and Tours, 
and stuff like that. And I like bands like that and the Black Keys, and I'm very into that kind of sound, that bluesy sound. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's a smash. And I would think that that's what he's looking for. There is another battle heating up in the NFL right now. This time, not about the national anthem. Thank God. It's not about the anthem. Thank you. But there's a particular owner in the NFL, and I think that there, he's about to go to battle with the commissioner, Roger Goodell. Now, I have historically gotten the back of Roger Goodell, and I've said, look, up until this year, ratings were up in the league. Revenue was up. Oh, if you look at his day one to today, you can't deny the guy's been a success. He's I done mean, pretty well. Whatever you want to say about everything happening in the tenure that he's been there, it's 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 increased dramatically all across the board. People get hung up on the forty four million dollar a year salary. I was pointed this was pointed out to me yesterday that for for a company that makes the kind of money the NFL does, it's actually below what most CEOs make. Why? Why would you care what Roger Goodell makes? It doesn't. It has nothing to do with your team's cap limit. It has nothing to do with your money. Why the f would you? You know care why? What Roger Goodell makes? because people see. Two aspects of his job. They see him on game day, shaking hands with owners, sitting in the owners' boxes, and then they see him passing out punishment to players that they like. And they assume then that that's the only two things Roger Goodell does. And so for that, how could that be worth $44 million? Right? Well, he's got to go out there and get booed during the draft, too. I mean, you can't forget about that part. uh, Which, honestly, by the way, yeah, it could not be easy. Dude, let me tell you, I've been booed on a stage. Let me tell you. Dude, it hurts. I don't care how popular you are or how much money you have. That hurts, right? He's a human. But Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, and Roger Goodell are about to go to war. Now, there are certain owners in the league that have more power than others. Right? I don't think Jimmy Haslam has the pool in the NFL community that Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft or is it Stan Kroenke or Gronke up in in LA with the with the Rams. Those three guys seem to be like the guys. Tom Benson's another one where like those guys got pool. I'm not yeah. sure Haslam's got the pool. Yeah. So if you're Roger Goodell, if Jerry Jones is upset with you, you've got to be sitting there thinking, well, he can whip people in a fever. Like he's the one that got the teams in LA. He's what made the Vegas thing kind of start to spur. Like, Jerry can make things happen. So if you're Roger, you got to be worried about this. And I think Jerry Jones is 100% right about something he said. And he says Zeke, who's his running back, Ohio State great, Ezekiel Elliott, has been suspended six games for the league's personal conduct policy. There are allegations that I believe this was physical violence against his then-girlfriend, right? Yeah. All right. Now, people have poked a few holes in her story, and we still haven't totally found out exactly what happens. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the only two people that really know what happened are he and her, and it's going to be a lot of he said, she said. From what I've read so far, there's not a lot of evidence, but the NFL has suspended him six games. They've tried to get judges to kind of like step in here and now, and they've said, no, you're going to serve the suspension. It's going to be six games. So Jerry's problem now, Fantone, is, is that he claims Roger Goodell, and this is what I've said I've worried about with the next presidential election, he claims that Roger Goodell has made Ezekiel Elliott a victim of overcorrection. He maintains that what kind of happened with the Ray Rice thing and a couple of other of these guys, that they were two-game suspensions and social media and the fan base has kind of freaked out about the fact that that's not long enough. And so now what Goodell's going to do is like, well, I'm going to overcorrect it into the steer and take a guy who has not been proven guilty and look, I'm going to punish him and it's going to be six games. And I think Jerry may be right here. This may be overcorrection. Um, I guess the thing with that is if you're going to overcorrect and you're going 
going to say, no, we really have to be you know, progressive about this, we have to be forward-thinking about this, then you have to be consistent about this. And if this is the standard now, if this is, this is the post-Ray Rice era that we live in of the NFL, you can't go back to two games. You have to go six I would with agree. all of these. I would agree. My plan was actually worse than six. I've said about this, that when it comes to domestic violence... Or sexual, like, rape, those kinds of things, beating up your wife, anything in that territory. I think, to me, this is a very simple thing for the NFL to do. It's either eight games, which is half, or all 16 a season. To me, those feel like the natural breaking points. Eight, 16, and then you're gone. So, first infraction, eight. Second infraction, you miss an entire season, and if we allow you back into the NFL, if you okay, get a third, that's you're gone. a three strike system. And I got to be honest with you, I would even support a two at that right, point. Right, 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 right. After the okay. second time, you're out for good. But I don't hate that plan. But I think to me, it's natural. It's like there's natural breaks in the in the season. It's either eight games or sixteen is a full. I, I was going to say, I think honestly, if you're talking about something like this, and if Roger Goodell's thought is here that I have to look like I'm ahead of this problem, sixteen games is the answer. Because what is six? I, I mean, just, that's an arbitrary number of like. Yeah, it's six games. Yeah, six, is, six feels like you're pulling it out of the air, where eight feels like, well, it's half a season. 16 feels like it's the full season. Now, I'm sure that you know the group that argues on, on behalf of the players is going to say, well, we suspend these guys before they're, they're proven guilty, though, so can we take a year away from them before we do that? That's the way the, 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 that's the, way the players are going to the argue. The players' union's definitely going to make that argument, but it's like, you don't have to be found guilty in a court of law to be fired. Being found guilty in a court of law pertains to the law. You as the if NFL... You cre- if I create a perception problem for iHeartMedia, they're going to throw me right out whether, the door. Whether you've been found guilty or not. I mean, that's like any other job. Yeah, I, I mean, if you create a PR problem for where you work, they're going to move off of you. And, and I'm not sure that the NFL should be that much different than where you work today. Maybe it shouldn't. Because this is what's so funny now. is like a lot of people want to come to bat for Ezekiel Elliott and all this stuff. But remember back in the day, guys, when, when celebrities would get off for things? Back then, the bar argument was they should be treated just like us. They're no different than us. Why do they get off for DUIs? Why do they get off for this? If you got enough money, you get let off. And now they're not letting them off. And now you're arguing that they should be let off. No matter what is happening, you'll always want it the other way. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. 9.10, you'll win yourself $1,000 with our uh, Rock 106.9's bribe. We'll give you your next keyword. Coming up at 9.10. I believe it was late last week, maybe early this week. On the program, we let you know that Ohio was ranked as the worst state to go trick-or-treating in because, on average, people who were going to pass out candy spent the least amount of money on candy here in Ohio. Now, Oregon was the highest spending. I think the average family was spending $43 on Halloween candy, and I think ours was just under $12, somewhere right around there, if I'm pulling from memory correctly. Cheap asses giving away that generic candy. What it was, was pretty bad. About? Yeah, I, uh, now look, I don't pass out candy. Uh, I did not pass out candy. Nobody ever rings my doorbell where I live. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't even see a lot of kids walking around my neighborhood. Well, I would assume most most kids are like, Dad, I don't want to go trick-or-treat in that neighborhood. It's scary over there. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, yes. I, I would imagine that I probably do live in one of those neighborhoods where people put their kids in the car and take them to a nicer neighborhood to go trick-or-treating. And more so than anything, I think, in your neighborhood, uh, to be real about it, it's just you don't live in a really high residential area. There's houses around you, but like I live in like a neighborhood neighborhood. Yeah, you do. You're kind of just like... 
out there. Out there. I'm I mean, on yeah. Island Stansbury yeah, out there, a which bit is you nice. Are. Which is kind of one. That's one of the reasons why I chose my apartment. I love that about it, dude. I had so many trick or treaters on Sunday; it was out of control. It really was. I took me. It took me an hour to go to 300 pieces of candy. <sighs> me too, and nobody ever came to my door. <laughs> but there's, I didn't know this about Ohio. Okay, I had no idea. But people, I'm sure parents wanted to know this. Can sex offenders pass out candy on Halloween? And if I were a parent sending my 10-year-old out there dressed up in a costume, knocking on doors, asking weirdos for free stuff, I would want to know that. Even just saying that out loud. I mean, 10-year-old knocking on doors, asking for free stuff. God, that sounds like it's going to end badly. It does, right? (laughs) <laughs> just take the holiday away from me. It sounds like it's going to be bad. You're just going to raise a nation full of kids and expect the government to give them everything. I can't believe you people haven't been against Halloween since the 50s. But whatever. Anyway, this is actually a little bit more serious than this. Sex offenders, Ohio has the no candy law. I didn't know about this, which prohibits sex offenders on probation and parole from participating in trick-or-treating. They say between 5.30 and 7.30, those offenders will have a class during those peak trick-or-treating hours. They say Halloween is a great opportunity for these individuals to come in and get treatment. They're not going to be on the streets. They won't be handing out candy. They won't be enticing anyone they shouldn't be enticing. This is the Warren Common uh, Police Court Service Director Jan Egner said. Well, those sex offenders who are committed to their rehabilitation and, and changing their lives and making their, themselves, you know, a viable member of society again, sure. But I don't know if that's all. <laughs> they say, no, 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 not even close. Not even close. Officers will be out and about. They'll be driving by other sex offenders' homes, making sure the lights are off and they are not giving out candy. Ohio is one of the several states that has a no candy law for sex offenders on, pro- uh, on probation and parole. Let's make that a federal law. I like... (laughs) Right. Why why can't we do that? They're supposed to put a sign up outside the residence that says no candy at this residence. Wow. I would have never thought about that. I mean, I'm glad somebody did. Um, Yeah, that's a nice catch there. You know, sex offenders... Now, when we say sex offenders, that it's, that it's such a, it's broad, a broad thing umbrella. to say. That's, that, it is. That really it's huge. Is. Sure. Um, but sex offenders are going to have rights after they get out of jail. There's no question about it. I know you want all of them to be dead, but that's not the world that we live in. So it's just like you're going to have to reintroduce them into society. But the concept of like, well, yeah, you're back out into society. Therefore, you can sit out on your front porch and have a bowl full of candy in your lap and tell kids to reach in there. Would, no. Like, no. Now, that, 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 there's got to be common sense in the middle. Would you support limiting their access to outside during Halloween hours? Like, would you say, like, would you support, like, hey, buddy, you got to stay in the house for the next couple of hours? Uh, well, but at that point, I mean, Halloween, yeah, there is a lot of kids out on the street, but it's like throughout the summer, there's a lot of kids out on the sure. street. At what point is it like, can I go to Fourth of July fireworks? Can I go to, you know, the mall while Santa's there? Can I go to... Cedar Point. Right. Can I go... Right. Exactly. There's a million different things. Yeah. I don't know if I would support that. I, um, I would want to, right? Uh, because... It just seems like, well, yeah, keep all the weirdos off the street. Well, my kids are asking for candy. But, like, first of all, a lot of the sex offenders haven't been caught yet. 
So I, I right. feel like this is one of those things you're going to do to make yourself feel and, better. I'm not sure how much safer you it, you would be if you did it. it. We make the argument all the time when it comes to guns. Well, criminals aren't going to obey the law. You think sex offenders are all of a sudden going to be like, oh, damn, dude, there's a no candy law. Therefore, I'm not going to bang kids. Right. I mean, that is true. I mean, p- criminals are going to do what criminals are going to do. I, I, You know what I mean? I think that there are people probably who have touched kids inappropriately who have gone to jail, served their time, and want and maybe have the desire not to do it again. Um, but I believe more often than not, you're going to watch people relapse. Is this all kid touchers, or is this is this all sex offenders in the sense of, I, I, dude, I took a leak outside of Buzzman and got arrested for they that. They keep saying sex offenders here, not pedophiles. So, like, the word actually, as a matter of fact, the word pedophile never comes up in this article that I'm reading. Now, if you want to make this a broad brushstroke and say all sex offenders, hey, sorry dudes that, you know, got caught with the D out, or you got ca- caught having sex in public, sorry, you made your bed, you got a lie in it now, Dude, I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, because let, let's let's think about that, right? Let's say you go to the Muni lot with your friends, right? You're married, mm-hmm. you got two kids, Okay. You go to the Muni lot with your friends before a Browns game, and a CPD officer walks up, and there you are urinating in, in the parking lot. You're going to have to register. Do you, I, like, that guy can't, like, have a candy bowl uh, outside, like, and pass out candy with his wife that night? Like, does the wife still get to do it? Does the husband have to, like, what do I they do? I would assume that's residency. I would assume that's where you live. Gotta be, yeah. right? Has so, to be. I don't think your wife would be able to do it. Yeah, don't pee in public. It's not going to be good. Don't touch kids either. Yeah, well, there, there there's go. there's the big one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I buried the lead there. You're absolutely right. Win yourself $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. Brian tweets and says, I don't always agree with you, but the best way to lose me as a listener is by playing Twisted Sister. Well, Brian, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, me, personally, I'm a fan of Twisted Sister. Oh, I'm a fan of I Want to Rock. I mean, I do like that song. I actually went and saw D the other night at the Hard Rock Roxino. Actually uh, got a chance to meet D. Snyder. Took a couple of photos. Those are online at my Instagram account, which is Dan.Sansbury, by the way. Had to get rid of my other one because somebody like got into it, and it was a whole mess, and then I couldn't restart it, and it was just a whole mess. Just D-picks everywhere. Yeah. Just D-pick, 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 D-pick. Just delete it. Actually, by the way, dude, like I... Uh, I had uh, I had posted something cryptic via my Facebook page yesterday. Okay. And like this like hot chick I know just reached out to me. She was like, "Hey, are you all right? Like, what can I do to help you?" And I was like, "Well, let's let's run down that list of ways you may be able to help me." Actually, so, be interested to see if any of that comes to fruition. So I heard about this. Netflix is uh, going to get rid of House of Cards now. They say the production on the show starring Kevin C- uh, Spacey has been suspended. You should know Kevin Spacey was uh, accused of, what was it, uh, like groping of a 14-year-old kid, right? Like, Yeah, it was an actor from like, the 90s. Um and it wasn't it was it was he sexually propositioned him and, and had him in his bed and I was trying to have sex with him. I don't know what exactly happened at that point, but yeah, it was sexual uh, misconduct, I would say. They say here in a joint statement uh, uh, yesterday that Netflix and producer media rights capital say production was put on hold to review the situation and address any concerns of our cast and crew. Now here's what's interesting. This actually got reported the day before yesterday, and at first, the producers of the show said, no, we had planned on this before this announcement. And it's like, well, then why did you announce you're suspending it after what happened with Kevin Spacey? Like, you didn't, you weren't planning on doing this. You feel as if you have to do it now because of what's happening. 
Um, I'm going to assume House of Cards. I haven't watched it since probably like the third season. I'm going to assume that show has to be like, oh my god, why is this still on? I would agree. I, I for me, it's been over for two seasons. I like I gave up in season three too. Is like, this five or what is it? Are they on I think eight, I think they're seven? they're in production on six maybe. Yeah, I think. Uh, it might have even been two that I quit on, but like I have to assume six seasons deep, it's like, all right. We Do get you it. think people run away from Netflix that they keep House of Cards after no. what was said? I don't think so. Not Netflix as a whole, no. I think you see numbers go down on watching of Kevin Spacey stuff, but I don't think Netflix as a whole. It's too broad. It's too like... If, if it offers too many services or too many things to view for a lot less money than what other places do. When when Jared came out, and he I'm was, cutting the cord today. By the way, when Jared came out and he was banging kids, I don't think Subway really got like. Hit oh, I remember. I mean, it. dude, I remember you going off about the fact that people were putting Subway in the crosshairs of that, and that, and, and I mean, dude, we yeah, I mean, we talked about that. That people were blaming Subway. I I, I bet you if you look at the numbers, Subway sales, Subway brand oh, they loyalty, did just fine. Yeah, I don't. They, think, they did I don't, just fine. I don't think. Yeah, I would imagine overall well, they probably it, did just. I fine. think the the greater point there kind of stands is like, yeah, you can. You can you can decide where you want to draw your line of protest or where you want to draw your line if something went too far. Um, but if you think you're just going to cut off everything that Kevin Spacey's ever touched, that's it's unrealistic. Are we headed that way, where we will no longer air or show art by people who have been accused of these things or have been maybe found guilty of these things? I mean, like Brett Ratner's the latest one. I guess there's six women coming forward. Be like, dude, Ratner totally did this to me. I, I would say yes, but I mean, Michael Jackson still gets played on the radio every single day. So, like, why? Yeah, I'm wondering if people care more now in a way that they didn't before, and if that if because of this is coming out more and more and more, if if people will will care now in a way that they didn't with Michael. I mean, it, it was it was that slew of child pornography that he had in his house that all came out last year, and still radio stations play it every day. I don't I don't know if that's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what the fallout of all this is. I just know it's going to be big men in every industry across this country. I mean, dude, you're going to see huge athletes fall in this. And like right now, actually, there's a couple of dudes in porn. Um, who's the, Ron Jeremy is now being accused of sexual assault and porn. And James Dean, two of the biggest male porn stars there are, are totally accused of this. Actually, as a matter of fact, I, I was told that if you check out Ron Jeremy gropes, there's a dude who follows him around and films him groping women. women. Now, he says, Ron says that a lot of these women, he's never touched a woman without them wanting it. One of them says, nah, we were at the AVNs and he reached underneath my skirt and placed his fingers on me. Well, what we're getting into there. And he says, well, I, 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 I patted her and I was like, dude, just stop at I didn't do anything wrong. Don't, don't, don't then go explain why what you did wasn't wrong. Just stop at I didn't do anything wrong. Sex workers face a different battle with this. It's because people don't care about it. I mean, strippers, porn stars. I talk about it all the time with the fact that they won't crack down on free internet pornography. It's because you don't care. Your morality stops at, at, at that water's edge. You don't care about sex workers. You don't. Not the way you do about an actress. I don't know why, but we don't. I'm not just gonna say you, it's all of us. But those dudes are now being accused of this. I'm telling you, you and what's going to happen there is, especially with a guy like Ron Jeremy, he's been paid to have sex with women his entire life, and then you tour the country, and then women just run up to you, and they wanted to have their picture taken with you because they know who you are, and since the, this and that, is that so many women have allowed guys like that access that what happens, I would imagine, I don't know, but I would imagine is, is that your brain starts to tell you that all women want you in the way that these women who have showed you that they want you do, which of course is insanity. But then, then, then that's how you start like miss, you know, acting out and doing things that you should not do. Which everybody keep your goddamn hands to yourself. It's not that hard.
It's not that hard. There's enough women who will go home with you and have sex with you. There's plenty of whores. You know what I mean? You don't have to make them all that way. There's plenty of those. Just head out. Just leave your house occasionally. You'll run into a few. You'll be fine. Speaking of which, guys, before you kiss your wife or girlfriend today, you're going to want to hear what I have to say next. That's on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa will have your next opportunity at $1,000. 1010 she'll give you the next keyword. Nearing the end of our program, I uh, I would imagine most men that are in a committed relationship with a woman have been dragged through or sat outside a Sephora at some point in their relationship. Okay. I'm sure you've been there, right? The makeup store? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's expensive. Like, their, their stuff's really expensive. It's like high-end from what I understand. It's, uh, it's like all the rage with women these days is Sephora. And apparently now a woman is suing them for, I think, a couple hundred million dollars. Is it that much? Maybe it's, maybe it's just $25 million. Yeah, just $25. But she's, uh, she's suing because according to her, she had sampled from what is called a common-use tube of lipstick at the display, at the makeup, you know, at, at the counter. And this okay. was their Hollywood, California location. Which... Uh, I, I would think makeup is one of those things you wouldn't want to share. You wouldn't want to like use. You know what I mean? Like, well, lipstick, lipstick for even sure. Like, even like eyeliner or like mascara, like that's still like somebody's like face gunk all over your stuff. But. Yeah, I guess even the eyeliner. I mean, I've never applied eyeliner, but I mean, you got the applicator and it's already rubbed through somebody else's eyelashes. Yeah. Why are you going to put it on yours? That all sounds gross to me. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do that, and that I, I wouldn't have used a common use thing that goes anywhere near my lips for sure. Like, as a matter of fact, like, people was, I, like, we were in, I was in the sales bullpen yesterday, and somebody's like, oh, my God, I need chapstick. And I said, oh, thanks for reminding me. I got to buy that on my way home. And somebody handed me a tube. They said, well, here, use this. And I was like, no, that, you just wiped that all over your lips. Like, I'm not, like, that's your mouth. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And so now this woman claims that she has been diagnosed by a doctor with oral herpes. Yeah. She had never had herpes or cold sores prior to the incident, she claims. She's suing the chain for the emotional distress over the incurable lifelong affliction, which, again, that would be emotionally, that would be emotional distress. Yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, having herpes is going to suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her her and her doctors both further contend that Sephora failed to warn customers of the health risks of trying on lipstick samples and that the cosmetics chain did not have adequate practices in place to avoid herpes exposure, which what would that be? Like, I I don't know. Like, how you're not going to wipe lipstick off, right? Yeah, I After mean, there's somebody no who applies it. There's no what are you like, do? even if you, uh, yeah, no, I can't think of anything. Though. I mean, you can't take a paper towel to it and wipe it off. You're going to ruin like the, um, uh, you know, the form of the lipstick. I would imagine. Now, this stuff's not cheap. So, guys, when I'm sitting here, is you're sitting here thinking like, well, dude, who's going to try on lipstick? Your girlfriend. Because the, the problem is, is this stuff's a lot of money, and so what, what do they want to make sure? That it looks good on them. It might look good in the tube, it might look good in the commercial, but does it look good on my lips? And so they're going to apply it, look in the mirror, and go, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to give it a shot. They're going to have to to test stuff out. But you would think that there would be like a single serving kind of thing where maybe like you got like a little tiny little bit of it and then you could use it as opposed to everyone here just use this normal stick of lipstick. Wouldn't it be like 
hey, we have the lipstick. It's in like this, and you take an applicator and put it on. Something like versus, that. Right. Like, I would have never like assumed. applicator, right. If somebody said, like, I would have never assumed. If somebody said to me two days ago before this, like, broke, hey, did you know at the makeup counter they just let girls take, like, lipstick, rub it on their lips, and put it back? I would have been like, you're not even allowed to try shoes on without socks. Right. There's no way. Right. There's right. no way. There's no way you're allowed to do that. I, um, I, I, and I guess, I, I mean, I, I just Googled it. I'm like, is oral herpes transmittable through kissing, through lip-to-lip contact? And like, yes. So I don't see why it wouldn't be able to transfer over yeah. that. But I, and I guess really where this kind of weighs into non-makeup wearers um, is when you smoke weed with people. And oh, just, I worry about that. You're just sitting there passing a bowl or a joint or whatever around, and like you don't even think about it. You don't even like it's not even a concern. You just hand it to the next person, and then all of a sudden it comes back around the circle. You do it again, and now all of a sudden everyone in that circle that has lip herpes is all of a sudden like you essentially oh made out. Oh my with them. god! Now I never thought of that. Like I, I know. Well, I mean, I have thought about it, but it's like you do forget about that, and it's like what I mean to say is. Think about all the people that you've done that with your entire life. Oh my god, dude! Literally thousands upon thousands of people. And so, thousands. like, like, and so, like, the fact that not everybody has that because of that is almost crazy. Do you have to have like an outbreak currently to be able to do? do I that? think that that makes it more contagious, but not necessarily. It's just like genital herpes, where it's like, yeah, dude, if you're having an outbreak, you're probably going to probably going to pass it. But if if it doesn't, I mean, the virus is always there. Yeah, I mean, it just lays there. They say here, Sephora does. While it is our policy not to comment on. The health and safety of our clients is our foremost priority, except for in this case. We take our we take product hygiene very seriously, and we are dedicated to following the best practices in our stores, and yet you weren't. Now, according to Johns Hopkins Medicine, this isn't fake news. This is like one, one of the best places to get medical information. 50% to 80% of U.S. adults have oral herpes. 50 to 80, bro. Um, does this, is this, is I mean, it, that's a 30% like variance. That seems pretty strange. Does this transfer via a coffee cup? If I go to a restaurant and I use a spoon that wasn't properly washed, is that going to, is that going to be a part of it? Like uh, they say here, uh, 50 to 80% of us adults have oral herpes caused by herpes simplex virus type one. Once infected, a person has the virus for the rest of their life, which can lead to painful outbreaks of sores or blisters, but they don't necessarily get into the transferring there. Now I would imagine, I mean, most restaurants, I, I I don't know. People always think heat gets rid of everything, but I'm not sure it does. But you're putting a lot of faith into most restaurant dishwashers that like they're properly following procedure of sanitation and cleaning. Like you don't think that some one of these one of these people that does not deserve fifteen dollars an hour isn't just like, dude, whatever. I don't care. The, the dishwasher machine's broken. I'm refilling it. Yeah, these spoons are clean, bitch. I don't care. Go roll them. All right, now Diane's writing in as she's listening right now. And Diane, thank you so much. She says, "I'm a cosmo, uh, you know, I'm a cos, uh, you know, metologist. There, there are." Disposable spatulas, applicators to scrape a portion of the makeup off for individual use. So what happened there? Somebody didn't do it. Like who? Uh, Diane, right back in real quick and tell me like who's re- it, yeah. right? Is it the person behind the counter's job to do that, or are you relying on the customer to do it? At the end of the day, you, the person putting something on your mouth, on your lips, is the one responsible for this. Don't get me wrong. I think Sephora should probably change their procedure here. But dude, if I you're mean, if you're willingly putting lips, picking lipstick up and putting it on you, you're at fault. Diane. Have you ever been to one of these? I mean, do those girls? They, they, do the women that work at Sephora? They have like white aprons. They look like doctors. And so like you walk in there and it's like, well, no wonder lipstick seven hundred. Apparently, I'm getting a knee replacement in here while I'm in here, too. Like, I've never seen anything like Do those places are a racket, which, by the way, did you hear about this racket where this 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 Lulu? Am I saying this right? 
Lularoo. Lularoo? Yeah. Where it's like, dude, like thousands of women all over the country are just stuck with this product now? Well, you got yourself caught up into a, a so pyramid scam. That's what, your fault. What this is, right. This is exactly what this is, right? Like where women were, what, they were buying leggings? Now, what's different about this is that there was an actual product. Usually with a pyramid scam, it's something uh, intangible and you're never going to really have something. But what was happening is these women were selling, yes, leggings. And they were leggings like a million different styles and they're supposed to be the best leggings this in the world. This one's got skulls on it this one's got this right you if i decided hey i'm going to be a lularoo consultant i would have to buy x amount of leggings for you know y amount of dollars and be expected number one to sell all those number two to recruit new people to work for the company so you're building your 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 bottom layer there of like that that the windfall is going to come up towards you I did the very first version of this. The very first pyramid scam. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, from what I understand, this okay. is the first version of like product pyramid scams. Okay. okay. And it was when I first moved to California. I was, I think, just all of 21 years old. My brother had moved to California to be with his wife, and I was kind of like floating. My brother's like, dude, why don't you come out to California and see if you can make something happen out here? Right. So I was like, all right. So I went out to California. And when you first move somewhere, you're just like, dude, I just need a job. Right, like, dude, we'll, income, money. We'll worry about finding what I want here in a minute, but let's let let's turn a dime here, right? And so then you're like, back then it was like it wasn't the internet. It was like pull out the newspaper, circle things, make calls, go on interviews, that kind of thing. You know, work. And so like I found in the paper like one of these. Well, you'll come here and like, well, you know, whatever. So like I I went to like a strip mall and I went to like a meeting and before you knew it. I was one of those jerks chasing you down in the parking lot of a mall trying oh, to sell you God. knockoff perfume and cologne. Spraying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, I, like, that's how desperate for a job I was. I mean, dude, I would have to pick up other employees. We would go from 6 o'clock in the morning till like, 9 o'clock at night. We would hit every mall in Southern California, running through parking lots with a duffel bag full of things. You broke anything, you had to pay for it. And all we did, and please don't hate me for the rest of my life over this statement, but it's true. All we did was prey on fat women and would flirt with them. And then next thing you know, they would, they would give you the 20 bucks for the knockoff perfume because you made them feel special. Some things never change. And Sansbury, just standing there flirting with fat women. Give me $20. They add- <laughs> give me 20 bucks. I'll give you a donut and I'll say something nice. <laughs> no, first of all, I've never given up the donut, right? Like we all know that. But like that's what we did. And they actually, they taught us that. At least, at least, at least you were 18, 19, 20 years old, kind of young and dumb and willing to do anything for a dollar. These women who got caught up in this LuLaRoe or LuLaRoe scandal. It's like my mom, like, right? right? These are like women our age. And it's like, dude, at this point, if you can't recognize a pyramid scheme from like at age 35, I don't know what I can tell you. Well, dude, if you wrap this around your body, you'll lose 20 pounds okay. by the end of the day. All right. All right. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> Mike Florio is taking issue with the Browns' excuse of why the trade didn't get done yesterday. He's claiming what they're saying is not true. We'll get into that to end the program. That will be next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. This program is where Kevin Carpenter won himself $1,000 by listening to the Sansbury Show last hour. You could be the next winner at 1010. Teresa will give you your next keyword of the day. And it will continue until about, I believe, 10 p.m. this night. Sounds right to me. Sounds right to me. So, Kevin won. Your next opportunity, 1010 this morning with Teresa. No matter what it is we talk about on the radio, Phantom, sooner or later you're going to offend somebody. Okay. And Lula Rowe has put us in the crosshairs. She said, just an FYI, my wife got into the Lula Rowe stuff and has been doing it for almost two years now. She's been very successful and doesn't have many consultants under her. It's like owning any other business. 
You buy the inventory, you sell it at a price designated by that company. It's still a very popular brand, and the women that aren't happy with the company just didn't have the right mindset or personality for it. I would agree that's probably is true. Owning that type of business isn't for everyone. Again, here, I would agree there. They were looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, which this is not. I would agree that's probably what most people thought they were getting into. It's actually hard work, which my wife actually really enjoys doing. It's frustrating to hear the company getting bashed on the radio and the internet when I know my wife gets so much enjoyment out of it. All right, guys, this is what I always say all the time. Sooner or later, something that you like, do, and or take part in is going to be the subject of a joke. And why that's okay is tomorrow it will be somebody else's turn. You have got to stop taking everything you hear from the radio and the TV and all this stuff this personally. Nobody is handcrafting these jokes to make you mad. It's just part of a conversation. And I'm sorry, if you take every subject away from me that's in the news, then what do I do in here? I don't care. Nothing. I'm not sorry. And I did handcraft that to friend your wife. I did. I, dude, LuLaRue sucks. And I hope that, you know, everyone that's involved with it goes bankrupt. Dude, what are we talking about, dude? What are we talking about? It's not like we made this story up. It's not like this $1 billion lawsuit was was devised by the Stansberry show to to, to bring your wife down a peg. And listen, here's the deal. Did your wife find success I like being that powerful. Sure, sure. Did your wife have a good time and a lot of fun doing it? Sure. Did she make money doing it? It doesn't make that the case for everybody involved. And, oh, my wife's such a great person, and she's the best person around, and she's so hardworking and dedicated to LuLaRue. Well, that doesn't mean that it's not a scam. It doesn't mean that, like, okay, your wife is, is, is... so if if one out of a hundred people has success with it, those ninety nine other people have have no points because your wife did good. You know, I always get accused God. of like freaking out and like losing God. my temper and this and that. But dude, I gotta tell you, sometimes all you gotta do is pull Fantone's cord and the boy just goes. <laughs> Hey, man, Mike Florio, before we let you go, Mike Florio says here that the Browns' excuse about the timeline and like both teams needing to sign the paper, he's like, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. The, the paper of work doesn't have to be signed by both teams. He's like, this is a complete and utter lie. And now the rumor is, not Mike Florio, but the internet rumor I'm hearing now is that they purposely botched this to take the heat off the fact that they didn't sign Garoppolo. Now, uh, imagine being so bad yeah. and so dysfunctional that you choose an embarrassing story like this to cover up the fact that you didn't land the quarterback you really wanted. How inept you are. You, you're going you're to cover your ineptness with, your ineptness with ignorance. That's, with, that's the plan. God, that's terrible. What an organization. Even I don't have the balls to, to come in here and do that. I mean, that Haslam, dude, making the scoreboard, this, the, the shape of Tennessee was ballsy. This, my man, is worse. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. However, stick around. Teresa will get you hooked up with your keyword that you'll need to put $1,000 in your pocket. We'll take care of all your Christmas shopping. Teresa will get you, you your $1,000 at 1010 this morning on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See ya. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry here for the Wake Auto Family. Now,